0: It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie Beards, presented by CarParts.com. We thank you for it. Look, it's the easiest way to get parts. Y'all know this by now, please. Kevin, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm a little fired up. This one hits close to home, bro. I'm more than fired up, dude. I- I'm like a rocket ship. I'm ready to
1: fly. This is going to be, uh oh, man, just kind of rip-roaring good time. I mean, this is a, a whole, f-
0: like, crazy, fun, exploding space we're about to dive into. Yeah, man, and it's throttle therapy. For any lunatic out there that knows... Like, me and my friends have certain things, right? We we have Dirt Church where we get up early on Sunday mornings, and we're, like, wheels in the dirt, the mud, by 6 a.m., and we throttle as hard as we can till like, 9 or 10, until it's amateur hour, uh, and then we scoot out. Um, there are certain things that you do that is practice and it's just a blast. Uh, it, you got to love the fact that the man, the team that we're talking to, uh, and it really is a team, you'll find that out, they get to do some of the funnest stuff and call it a career. It's it's one of the things that people dream of, man. It's like a dream job for people that love a little throttle therapy. Well, there's like multiple layers
1: there because uh, we're talking about a couple, right? A couple. And I mean, for any, let's say, car guy, car girl, your kind of dream is to have that partner in crime doing the same kind of crazy with you. And here these guys are like lockstep, you know, playtime, work time, Fun time, it's all mixed up together, and these guys are top of their game, man. So I'm just going to spit it out. This is Weller Racing, man, and these guys are just, they're having too much fun. I'm jealous, you're jealous, and I know everybody listening is going to be jealous.
0: Hey, and I tell you, man, for whatever reason, maybe their face is slender or something, a female looks so much better than a helmet, dude's face is all crushed looks really good. Talking to South Park characters like, oh sure. Can't hear nothing. Man, we look all stupid, fat cheeks. Female just look how cute she looks in the helmet. Let's go throttle therapy style, go racing. Uh I, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, and you gotta love the the type of racing they're doing. Cause, man, it is it is balls to the wall. It is absolutely uh some of the funnest stuff you could ever imagine. I can't wait to dive in. Cause you you're right, man. It is exploding. Uh, it is exploding format. I really expect uh, there to be so much growth in this. Uh, it's just mind-blowing. I'm shocked that I don't have one of these toys right now.
1: Yeah, now, we're specifically talking about I mean, these guys are into everything off-road, just like we are. You know, we're super excited about it. I just picked them up, uh, an almost new 2020 Husqvarna, a little FX350. I'm ready to get back on the trails. I've been hitting the wakeboard so hard the last few years. I am stoked, but this is four wheels. You know, and we got jeeps. We got you know just general off-roading. We got rock crawling, uh, and and they've been in all of it. But right now, they are really dominating in this UTV space, man. I mean, and this UTV space is incredible. Uh, Everybody's headed there. You know, when I talk about picking up a new dirt bike, everybody's like, "Oh man, don't you want a side by side?" I'm like, "Well, of course." (laughs) You know, like everybody else.
0: You you want to give me a side-by-side for a motocross bike price chunk? Yeah, (laughs) so it's a
1: little harder to get into. So maybe we'll pick their brain a little bit on, uh, you know, maybe some
0: advice, you know, how to get in, what kind of rigs, you know, what kind of fun factor. And I know, man, these things are taking over everything because I I own a rock crawler. It's no Jeep. I got Kingpin 60 up front, 14 bolt. Uh, It's like front and rear, winch front and back, Uh, it's on 40s. It's a bad bitch, but... Every time I'm at Moab or I'm in the Rockies doing my wheeling or down – you know, down south, hitting up some trails. I can't help but notice how much fun everybody's having uh, in the UTV world, man, and how easily they're making, you know, meat out of, out of some of the toughest trails. It really is. It's awesome. and I, I love the fact that these things are growing, and hopefully it won't be too many more years, bro, before people like you and me on this tight budget we're on can afford some toys like this. That's all I'm saying. just want to put it up there in case one of our bosses listen. It's uh, only a matter of a few more years. oh man that's right well
1: i mean what you're getting nowadays for anybody that's been blind and not into the utvs uh you know think back years ago and it was more uh utilitarian uh you know moving around hay bales on the farm etc uh but now you got a you got a freaking trophy truck you know that you could just go pretty much buy it's a slightly downsized version but talk about the capability and the fun factor I mean, it's full-on, you know, Ba 1000 Trophy Truck, just shrunk down budget-wise, uh, but I, I probably even way more fun just because size it is, man. and
0: scale and everything else, you know? It is, man. It, look, it's so much fun to make you yell out your PIN number. You're just in the middle of a trail just yelling out numbers. Ah! Um, here's the deal. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Weller Racing. Grab, uh, grab something to wipe the fun off Because you're going to need it when we get back It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B And we're back after the break
3: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDSE.
0: It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B is presented by carparts.com. You've been in that mobile experience yet? Dude, this is simple. This is easy. I'm telling you, if you're in need of a part, no year make, or model, boom, you got your part dropped right to your door. Check it out, carparts.com. All right, Bird. How do you know the Weller Racing Team? Because that's a big name in the racing world, man. Oh, hey, man, it is. You know, God,
1: I swear, it might go back 8, 10 years. Uh, you know, time's flying by. But they're the two cats that I, I really enjoy trying to catch every year when we go to SEMA. They're always there. They're in some booth. Man, they're always just the coolest people, smiling, high-fiving, swapping stories. Uh, so over the years, they've just been like, my kind of sema buddies and i kind of keep track of them here and there and and excited to have them on the show man because they do like you said uh probably some of the coolest things you could think of in the world as their day job they do it yeah, together job yeah and they do call it for it play job. you know it's like 24 <laughs> 7 good times well so jason, we imagine Jason, you're killing me yeah man. <laughs> so we've got corey and we got jason um and they're both just kind of dominant in the field and together i, I think unstoppable so, guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for taking a break from all that fun. Thanks for having us. Uh, and and sh- yeah, coming on with this. So, how did you guys, you know, a get together? Let's say, you know, as as a couple, and then kind of formulate that. Hey, we're into the same stuff, and let's just kind of keep doing it.
2: I mean, that that's easy. We met racing. So uh, just right out of the gate that uh, I met him at, a, at a, like one of my first races. And I think it was like one of his first races. Yeah, we
3: were racing at ATVs back yeah. in like 2001, I
2: think. Yeah, motocross. Yeah, oh, motocross. On so four kind of... wheels.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I think it was my second race and her second race. And uh, some of our mutual friends uh, introduced us. And yeah.
1: Now, oh, yeah. some of your first dates were some of your first dates on like quads and dirt bikes.
2: <laughs> well, I was... Um, unavailable at the time uh, I was going through a, a divorce but um we we raced together for probably like a year uh and just at, at the cr- at the track since it was motocross the quad people all just kind of hung out together we're like the redheaded stepchildren oh yeah I'm a motocrosser <laughs> yeah. I
0: understand that there's a little division there there's- no we're, we're always <laughs> the
3: guys like plowing over
0: the ruts for the dirt bikes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah they got out early even before us motocrosses we do practice and they send the quads out to bust up the the chunks of mud and ice, you know, they send the quads out first. And we're like, all right, quads, go do your part. <laughs> uh, as a motocross racer. But yeah, man, it, it, that's always cool. There's a big camaraderie in that world that people don't quite understand. And and, and you didn't ask the big important question here, Bird, and that is who who won? <laughs> Who, yeah, who, uh, who are you? yeah, yeah. We, were yeah. Same, we were in the same
2: oh. class too, I think we were both, be, I don't know, he probably won, we
3: do you mean probably, I definitely
1: won,
0: <laughs> 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 Matt after this episode, I
1: honestly, right
2: there. I didn't even That's know how racer. to ride yet, like, yeah. I, I, I hit the track and learned how to ride while I was racing, so yeah, he's probably right, he probably definitely won, I just, so to ride. so. Uh,
1: Jason, you probably figured it all out by now, but I'm I'm just gonna tell you there's one in the battle and there's one yeah. in the war. And you can win the physical race, but the war on your relationship you
0: Hey man, know, she sometimes. said she was going through a divorce. I thought she might have won. She might have <laughs> she might have whole shot at everybody, just been out there mad, dude. Call her little fury out on the racetrack. We <laughs> still we haven't figured out the
3: war yet. That's still yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, Corey, catch us up, because
1: uh, I know you used to run pro four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the short course kind of off-road stuff. Was that Lucas Oil at the time? It was, yeah. You're running. Okay. I, I, I love watching those as a kid. You know, I still try to catch them. Uh, and then you moved down into uh, kind of factory Yamaha. Now you're Can-Am. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we, I mean, I kind of got into the Pro 4 by racing UTVs anyway. Uh, and then the Pro 4 um, offer came along. And obviously, I am to say no to that. And, uh, you know, we, we did that for three years. And, you know, UTVs is our wheelhouse. Uh, so got back into UTVs after the pro four and, and have just been going hard ever since. So I raced for, um, Yamaha, uh, 2016, 2017, uh, with the YXZ when it first came out, uh, won a couple championships for them and then, um, went to Can-Am.
0: That's a bad rig too. I love that. (laughs) The YXZ. Yeah, man. That thing is wicked, dude.
2: It's great for, especially for people who are coming off of a dirt bike or a quad. They love shifting.
0: Yeah, um, that's what I liked you know, about it. And the the paddles, the launch—you could hold them both, <laughs> and you could rev it up, hit the hit the floor, and it would it would bang like a rev limiter, bro. And you could release both the paddles, and the whole thing just boom launches like a little cannon. And that was one of the cool things. But you guys and who you're working with now—the baddest of the best, man—they're they're on top of the game.
2: Can and has been amazing. I I'm I was shocked because I think I'm going on year five with them, and I cannot believe how fast that's gone. Like, it seems like we just, that you know, just is met them all years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. The Maverick is amazing. It's, I love getting in my race car.
0: Yeah. It's absurd. It. It's crazy. It's a handful of hold the hell on. I, I love it. it
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you compare, you know, driving racing kind of the, uh, the pro four, you know, truck class, maybe walk, you know, some of the listeners into, you know, how's that configured, you know, how much of it's just full on tube chassis, how much of it's, uh, you know, sort of OE truck. Kind of base, and then getting into a UTV—they got to be completely different on just the whole experience. Which one did you like better?
2: They—they uh, they are so different, um, and the better is a hard thing to quantify because I loved driving the truck when I was actually in the truck racing, which was a fraction of the time for that whole program. You know, with all the work involved, that was amazing. Like that's just chaos and. It, horsepower and dirt in your face and, and bashing. And it's just fun. It's everything that is short course. Um, so I love that part about it. What I love about the UTVs is it is everything else is so easy with them too. So you get all the thrill of driving it, but maintaining it, building it, fixing it is just so much easier than, than something like the pro four, which is like a fully custom unlimited new. tube chassis, unlimited motor. Um, everything on that truck was a one-off. Uh, So it it was literally a custom machine. So anytime you had to fix something or replace it or try to make it better, it was all custom work. And and it was was such a slow, expensive process.
1: So I got a question for you. Did you ever finish a Pro 4 race with all the body panels on? (laughs) Because every time I've seen a race, it's like, they're just... You know like they're just made to fly off or you guys are rubbing and bumping and smashing yeah uh is it possible to finish a race is, with yeah. is, everything it intact
3: it's pretty rare but pretty much in your budget when you're looking at like how much you spend on fiberglass for the year yeah. you pretty much put a body for every race so they're they're kind of like budgeted for it and it's kind of like the deal it's what the fans like and, and stuff uh you could definitely like you know be a little bit more uh easy on it and get through the race without totally knocking a body off but pretty rare for sure that's
2: no fun yeah yeah. and you can't feel it either like when you're getting close to somebody in a race you know you can't feel when you're fenders yeah. are smashing into each other. There, there's no sense of that. So that's yeah. probably part of the problem. Like just, a, oops, there goes that fender.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of tear-offs for right. your, you know, your visor. Just yeah. That's part of the game. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dirt's
0: collecting. <laughs> lose a fender. $150 over there. <laughs> they got a hell of a duct tape budget. Hell of a duct tape budget for sure. Towards the end of the,
3: se- end of the season, Cory would be out there like, we can fix that, like riveting it <laughs> together and stuff. And I'm all going
2: thing. to get my fender from tech. I'm like, I can put this back together.
1: <laughs> Zip ties and duct tape, baby. That's true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Number one friends. Now, yeah, Jason, yeah. man, you you've been in CanAm uh, for a little while, and you're doing the uh, King of the Hammers. Is that right?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, uh, King of the Hammers. I have raced uh, every year since 2016. It's just uh, for me. That's what I look forward to every year. It's it's a challenge. It's it's a combination of rock crawling and desert racing, and almost like man versus machine. You know, because uh, it takes a lot of patience and a lot of preparation. And uh sometimes you know you just hit it just right and you can get right up the rocks, or you miss it just right and it just ruins your day. So it's really cool. Uh, hopefully, you know one of these days I can win it. Uh, this year, actually, Corey's going to race with me, so okay. she's, she's going to be my co-dog doing the navigation and stuff. So I think it's going to test more than machine, maybe like relationship test also. And-
1: yeah, no doubt. I can't even go to like visit grandma with co-driving and map reading and. Whew. hell has frozen only over imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: have you guys ever made it through an ikea um uh, the whole store without a fight because uh me and my wife can't do that i feel like if you can do that then you guys are gonna be okay in the navigation part
2: we might need to do that for some pre-training <laughs> right right. <laughs> yeah,
3: there you go. it's definitely gonna be interesting like when we go to the dunes we we can't ride with each other we both have to have a car and drive our, by ourselves you know what i mean so We'll see how it goes. there literally
2: is no co-driving with yeah. us like i will not ride with him he will not ride with me so we've always had our own vehicles
1: is that competitiveness is that just i can't sit still i, I gotta be she just takes really you know. bad lines
2: oh, oh that's, so <laughs> <not true. laughs> that's so not true
1: uh, for oh,
2: me it's a, con- a control thing like i I'm just, if I'm not, if I my hands aren't on the wheel and I'm not the one controlling that machine, I'm usually terrified, so. Yeah, we the
3: same.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, it is much scarier, especially when you're rock crawling and, and doing stuff like that. It's, it's a lot scarier in the passenger seat than it is the driver's seat. The driver's seat, you understand what the vehicle is doing and you're asking it to do. The passenger seat, you're just flying blindly. You're just like. Uh, you know dropping curse words and trying to follow the map <laughs> you know it's, i have so, a feeling her eyes are gonna be closed half half the time i'm
2: gonna just be like eyes yeah. shut tight on all this uh, deep
3: stuff i'll wake her up to go do the winching and stuff <laughs> and then otherwise she's gonna be right, right. eyes closed I <laughs> uh, might come
1: out the other end though with like breaking through <laughs> you know like you just you just kind of have so many hours in the co-pilot seat and it just somehow you just pfft, Burst through the other side, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I could do this,
0: you know. Yeah, but you're an environment. But you're an environment that you you can't practice. Like King of Hammers, and that there's there's not a practice. You might be be able to blindfold yourself and and you know tackle an eight story parking garage or something adequate. But there's there's not, you know, there's nothing you could do to practice for that. So I imagine those those obstacles and the speed and, and what you need to communicate and how all of that's going down is going to be completely new to you guys. And definitely a big challenge for the both of you is you try to navigate that in the pressure of a race.
2: Yeah. I think Jason, I think we need to give him a mute button <laughs>
0: like, so that he can just mute me. <laughs> no,
1: I, I could see that. I agree with yeah, you. I I send that. See that. That that I might send be them. a very smart thing to put in there. Yeah. You know?
2: I think things are just gonna come out of my mouth that shouldn't and he just doesn't need to hear that. So just mute, yeah. mute. Just
1: turn, just turn it down. <laughs> Each of yeah. you probably needs the button cause you might, you know, you might see it coming Corey, and just mute yourself. And then you might just, you might want to bury it in his ear and then he might want to mute you. So, yeah, you know, there might be some too. double filtering there.
2: Two, yep.
3: I think All as right. long as the race goes well, it'll be good. But it seems like whenever stuff goes wrong, and it's between like husband and wife. That's when it like gets worse and worse and worse. So we'll just have to see how it goes, I guess.
1: Well, we're all we're all like wanting takeaway at the end here, you know, the, the culmination of like fun factors. And again, like how much do we want our significant other involved? Because it yeah. sounds so awesome. And you guys are always when I run into you, you're always, you know, you know, smiles from ear to ear, you know, they might be fake, whatever else. but. <laughs> Um, you know, you, you really put on the persona of what an awesome team uh, and doing it together in partnerships. So why don't we take a quick break, Will? You got a you got a throw out question for when we come back?
0: Yeah, I do. I got I got a couple of them and obviously Jason's learned the secret of any happy marriage is is just follow the lead. You you you're married, you have the opportunity to do anything and everything that she tells you to do. So you know it's uh it's just one of those things, man. It's uh it's a joy of being married. Um, it's like having a best friend That doesn't listen to anything you say uh, <laughs> all right, here. no, You guys are going to do fine Here's the deal We're going to take a break uh, When we come back He's going to tell us About what was considered About four or five years ago As the world's most um, How do they describe it Lawless vacation spot The world's most Lawless vacation spot where is it and what do these two have to do with it I'll tell you a little bit about it coming up it's two guys garage podcast Kevin Byrd Willie B we're back after the break It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. We thank him for it. All right, we have the Weller Racing Team. Google them. Find them. And uh, I, I got to tell you, when I read some info about them, one of the places they like to go blow off some steam and uh, have some fun at was voted one of the most lawless places on earth to visit or to take a vacation at. One of the most lawless places that you could ever go and Well, ride and enjoy some motorsports. That Netflix would be Glamis. If you don't know about Glamis, then turn off the podcast and go to your room. I can't. You you don't need to be here. Uh, But if you do know about Glamis, you probably saw a bunch of it on the old videos of Krusty Demons of Dirt or something like that. Uh, Some old school stuff. But it is. Oh, man. It's on the California, Mexico border. It's like it's heaven it's better than heaven it's as far as you can see in sand dudes Sand, baby the finest sand it is like miles of dunes and glory uh tell us how did you get or hear about glamis what was the first time and what's some of the funnest stuff you've ever got to do in glamis man
2: <laughs> um i i actually went to glamis before he did before i right before i met him and uh I uh, loved it, and when when I met him after we had gotten together, he was telling me about his dunes that he goes to, and all oh, the dunes <laughs> are so cool. And I was like, the only dunes I'd ever been to was Glamis, right? And that's the
0: real deal. There, <laughs> his
2: dunes are in Safford, and and it was a dune. And uh, I, <laughs> a dune. <laughs> and that's quite cool. a
1: dune you got there, but yeah, it
2: was quite the dune. And I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, we had the weekend there. I'm like, but you need to come see like my dunes. Like, come see my dunes. And then. <laughs> He came to Glamis with me, and uh, we've been going for twenty years ever since.
3: It, Glamis is amazing. Yeah. It's uh, it's got the whole package, and uh, what makes it cool is this show. You know what I mean? So yeah. you can just uh, you can sit there and just watch people oh. and
2: just the you know what show. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. But not only that, the the dunes are so massive. You can just get on a roll. You know, if you're in a quad or a UTV or something, you can. Get on these bowls and just cruise for all day long, and make a whole day of it, and then get with your buddies and make a weekend of it. And at night, you camp in the in the campgrounds, and it's it's just a whole experience. Is just you're just soaking it in the whole time.
2: It's the world's best roller coaster that you control.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It really is. And there's man. no speed limits. I, I've been out there. <laughs> oh, no speed limits. It's and it is massive, y'all. As far as the eye can see, massive big sand dunes. Uh, and some of them are enormous, and there's places that people always go to, Competition Hill and all these crazy other places. And uh, there's this crazy thing called the Glamorous Candle, is some dum-dum will build it, light up the whole desert, and everybody's partying until the wee hours of riding. It's just an absolute blast. It's really cool. Uh, big weekends are always like Thanksgiving weekend, New Year's, Easter, but if you go on an off weekend, you're guaranteed to have a blast. There's always people there. Uh, it is some of the craziest, funnest most unbelievable riding you could do in any application. Doesn't matter. You can go out there, whatever you want. Just have some big paddle tires on it and uh and some buddies.
2: Yeah. And we started the like a lot of people will go like now we have we have a nice rig and stuff that we go in, but we started out tent camping.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like oh, yeah. in a tent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and just every year, you know, we'd like progress. Like now it's a tent on a trailer. <laughs> oh, now it's a box trailer with no windows, you know. So uh, we just kinda yeah, you, you can have fun in it with with nothing but a, a bike yeah. and a truck and just go out and rip around.
1: Yeah, yeah and there's no limit to uh, the stupidity that some people bring. Like you said, it, it makes the show that much
3: more interesting, you know?
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Every kind of engine and <laughs> anything you can imagine that could be in the sand is out there. Yep. Yeah.
0: Hey, I, see the per- I see the guy a few years ago racing couch. Yeah. You know, <laughs> a, a couch. You know, the drags? the drags. Yeah, it's the drags. He was racing on couch with a motor on. It. They got, snow, they got like, snowmobiles out there too in the sand. Yeah, there's
2: snowmobiles.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a it's an insane cool place. I recommend it for anybody that's got something to, to that's got a throttle. You're gonna have a blast in it. Go check it out. Hey, w- when you look at racing, man, uh, whether it's just as a person or as a competitor or, or even as a couple, um, what would you say for people out there? Because nowadays racing, there's so much. Fidelity involved, regardless of what it is, whether it's side by sides. Obviously, you know, um each class and each thing that you race has all this stuff you gotta do and the series you gotta run, and points and you gotta get this license and that license. Um and you almost sometimes forget you can go to a, a normal track on a testing and tune, and there's some guy who ran his first, you know, uh, you know, 13-second pass or 10-second pass, or he got under the tens. And here's this guy who's loading up on a single trailer and a pickup truck with a little toolbox, and he's the happiest man on earth. And there's guys that are complaining about everything underneath the sun loading up with their big rigs with the dual haulers and stuff. Uh, it, some of that is lost in racing. It's cool that you guys live that but also love it. Uh-huh
3: you know, every day we tell ourselves like, it's crazy that we, we we're making a living doing this and our business is all side-by-sides also, you know, so that's how we've made it work, but uh, we like to have fun and I think we've been doing it so long and I think that's what the Pro 4 taught us and kind of why we got out of it, it was just, it wasn't fun and to go out there and be able to spend a weekend with your friends and race and have fun, I think that's really what what keeps us going
2: yeah yeah. sometimes the bigger your program is the the bigger sponsors you have um the it's it's more expectation it's more work it's uh it it becomes a job
0: yeah yeah it you you mentioned something that's fun that you you now do a business right you molded your business after what you you're racing what you find fun uh and in those world of utvs man there's that's a that's a crazy world. It's kind of exploding right now. Um, how does your guys with KM, How do they stay on top of the game? And wh- where's the ceiling? What are these things going to be like? Two years, three years, five years? Because these things are coming out with now in 2022 models, are insane compared to just three years ago.
3: Yeah, it's definitely blown up. You know, we've been in the industry since they came out in like 2004. You know, Rhinos. so. Uh, seeing all the vehicles and where it's been and, and the ups and downs, it's definitely up right now. And I don't see it slowing down. And uh, as far as us working with Can-Am, it is really nice to work with a company that uh, they welcome competition and they they're really good at what they do and they know they have a really good vehicle. And every year they're asking, you know, what, what they need to do to fix it. And they're upgrading little things, you know, and, and making it better for the, the end user. And it's, it's better for, all of us,
0: you yeah. know. Did, did you get it? You're going to see that Maverick when it when it first came out, when you guys saw that? Were you were you one of the first years that that, that thing came out? Because that really was a completely reinvented platform when they dropped that and and decided to really get in the market hard. They, everybody was shocked when that thing came out.
2: The x three was sexy. Like, yeah. That, yeah. I, I was just all black, and I was like,
3: oh. <laughs> Plus all the, I mean, the, the power it has and the, yeah. the suspension, the travel. Like the – Every year, you know, like back in 2015, you raced King of the Hammers. It was like in a Rhino, you know. Or, or yeah. yeah. It didn't have any suspension. It was, it was hard. Tires. <laughs> I feel like every year now they're having to make the course harder because these vehicles are just so much travel and so much horsepower. And they're capable of doing it that it's just making it easy, you know. So it's it's, it's awesome.
1: Well, you guys are working kind of in parallel. I mean, Willie just mentioned you guys kind of wrapped your business around. It. I mean, you are making all the performance parts to go on these UTVs for all the different brands and whatnot. So I mean, you've got everything from exhaust systems and turbo kits and upgraded wheel hubs and you name it. Uh, so you're kind of helping drive this whole scene, right? You get people amped up, you get people more capability, they get more hungry, they want more. It just continues and continues and people get all excited and, and, and hopefully grow that segment.
2: Well, yeah. like with the auto industry too, um, the bigger the aftermarket is for that particular vehicle, the more people want that vehicle. You know, the more pop ups there are for it, the the more attractive it is. So, um I think OEMs and the, and the aftermarket companies, you know, we need each other to to propel it even further.
0: You preach it, girl. You preach it. It's mm-hmm. gospel, y'all. Pay attention. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, it, she's not lying. It, it, and you look at what's the future? What's down the road? I mean, these things are unbelievable. Now, well, what's next? What, what do you feel like is the next evolutionary leap for these things? More suspension? More tire? More horsepower? Um, more stability control. Like what do you think? Where, where's it going?
3: I mean, uh, Polaris just, uh, released a new, uh, pro R that's, it's a two liter. So it's a naturally aspirated two liter. Everything to this point has been a thousand CC and under. Uh, so it, it's exciting. It, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's new and I'm excited to see what other manufacturers have to compete with that. And it just went up the bar. So, uh, I think definitely performance, you know, obviously, uh suspension i i think they have a lot of travel but maybe just you know more refined yeah and like uh, electrically controlled and more end user ease and stuff like that
1: what do you what do you recommend for people because you know there's so many of us sitting on the sidelines thinking man i really want to get into this you know i got to save a few bucks i got to take out a loan what's it going to take so what kind of recommendations do you have for maybe kind of getting your first purchase, getting out on the trail, What maybe even you know renting your first kind of rig to uh, to see if you like it.
2: That's always a really good idea. Um, if, if you have no clue what you want and you you really don't, um, is to be able to drive a few different models and, and see what fits you and what you're kind of help mold your expectations a little bit. If you do sort of know what you want, like a lot, a lot of people run with a group, right? Like they have all their Can-Am friends or they have all their Yamaha friends or their Polaris friends. Um, It's a little easier that way because you have a whole group of people that can help you out with that decision. But um, mostly it's, yeah, if you can get your seat, if you can get your butt in the seat and go actually physically drive something like any other vehicle, um, that's definitely going to help you. And then obviously just uh, what kind of riding you do and what you like. um, Yeah, I'd
3: say an older model maybe. A lot of stuff's based off of like 64 inch or 72 Mm -hmm. inch. A lot of the different manufacturers have. Those two model widths basically. So, uh, back Midwest, you know, if there's a lot of trails that are 64 inch, you, you probably want to go with like a 64 inch start there and see what's 64. Uh, pretty much like Can Am, Polaris, Yamaha, all have setups for, for both, you know. Um, and then, yeah, what kind of riding do you do? Do you do trails or do you do, you do sand dunes only? You know, at the dunes, it's hard to beat the Can Am and, and the Polaris does well out there too. Um, you know, in the tight stuff, you know, you may want like a like a dual sport, you know, like a commander or like a, even like a utility vehicle if you're doing some utility sport. stuff. So.
2: <laughs> well, and affordability-wise, it's sport. like the used car market, too. I think that you can save a lot of money if you get a decent used vehicle, but you need to know which models are good used and which ones to stay away from. And that's a little riskier, but it does save you money.
0: Is there something to look for in each of the models that a, a, a guy looking at a used one – May want to check, and and certain. Yeah, and models. that's kind of
2: where the internet comes in handy. I think, um, you know, especially with uh, forums and and social media and stuff. Uh, I think there are certain years of certain manufacturers of certain models that were duds, and they're probably getting sold really cheap. And then you know, there's probably really good ones that that it's a no brainer. Go buy that used if you find it. Uh, it's just a matter of educating yourself and getting you know on those forums and 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 filling yourself with information to be able to make that decision.
0: Yeah. My buddy tried sell me a Polaris the other day, 900 non-turbo model. And I'm like, come on, cuz how are you going to have me last? I'm going to last out there getting <laughs> drug. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
2: like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of those yeah. older models, like the razor 800, that thing
3: was pretty solid. You know, I've, I've seen some guys that have a lot of miles on those things. It definitely, the more power you get and the more, Uh, suspension you get you know you're you're kind of wearing out stuff sooner you know so
1: what are some of your top upgrades that you guys recommend because you sell you know so many different offerings and clearly depends on what you're doing but i mean just like you know maybe your first kind of upgrades what what's kind of the typical is it just tire is it the shock is it yeah, you know,
3: so like our, our business does a lot of Yamaha YXZ stuff. Uh, that's, that's what we we do mainly. And I would say uh, one of the first things they do is exhaust and probably shocks. Uh, we can go in the shocks and we do like different springs and internals, make it ride like cushy and, and kind of soak up a lot more stuff. Uh, when they deliver them from the manufacturer, they're catering to a whole wide range of people and we can take it and, and set up your suspension just for you. And it makes it, you know, if you're a young guy that's jumping it or an old guy that's wants to go three miles an hour, we can cater it to you, you know? So I'd say that's what we do a lot of. And then we have like tie rods and a lot of bolt on stuff. You know, it's cool because a lot of people can buy these and then just buy stuff, you know, Christmas presents or upgrade stuff. And it's all tailored tailored off of our racing.
0: Jason, you forgot the biggest demographic out there, bro. Old men that want to <laughs> jump it. That's
2: what I'm talking
0: about. Yeah. Just
1: thinking about yourself, man. Thinking about yourself again.
2: I have a yeah. few customers right now that totally come to mind that fit that exactly.
0: That's what I'm talking about. I was just saying
3: both ends of the spectrum. Because
0: we have a, <laughs> yeah, I got um, you, man. And what, what's
3: cool is all our parts. You know, it, it started as us racing, mm-hmm. and then we would break those parts. We found the weak and then we would start making those parts for us. And then other people saw them and wanted those parts. And then that's why we started building parts, for those parts for other people. And that's basically what we do.
0: Uh, the irony of that is racing, when you get down to it, is a continuous search for the weakest link. And you exactly. guys yeah. made a company supplying the weakest link replacement <laughs> parts. Yes. You guys are brilliant. You're brilliant. <laughs> Where do people find you socially? How do people plug into everything well racing?
3: Uh, we're, uh, social media, like Instagram, Weller Racing, uh, Facebook, just search Weller Racing, Weller Racing. uh, welleracing.com and YouTube Weller Racing. So, uh, Corey and I are both uh, on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And, uh, pretty much every day we're posting stuff we do in our lives and, uh, And your
0: YouTube stuff, where do people get more about that?
3: Weller is our website. Uh, you can buy all the products we make cool. on there. Yeah.
2: Yep, has the
0: awesome, man. Well, I wish you guys the best. I got to tell you, man, about this king of hammers bro you jason you gotta know man women remember things that haven't even happened yet so go over go over your your lines your track make sure you got everything make sure you, you present her with the coffee and a each day you know all those things and it smells like lavender inside the rig the whole time
2: it's soothing right <laughs> yeah. it's calming i think
0: uh I, I think i with Corey, you know
3: with the racing and and all the stuff we do together i think she's missing some of those like very feminine <laughs> requests, you know. So uh, I, I was like, instead of this, you know, maybe like we'll do some stuff on your race car or something.
0: So, I- yeah, that's a sign she's hit her head too many times. Eh, she's suffered a row cage concussion when she starts asking for that stuff. <laughs> huh. All right, man. Well, hey, we appreciate it. Weller Racing uh, on all the social stuff. That's where you can see all the stuff they're manufacturing making uh, and cheering them on for all the exciting adventures they got going on as well. Don't forget about our show. It airs weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also available on Motor Trend Streaming, which is a great way to find us. Thanks to our guests, Jason and Cordy Weller. Go find him Weller Racing. Uh, my man, Kevin Bird. I am Willie B, our producer, Scoop, and executive producer,
1: Bob Ecker. Yeah, and check us out at twoguysgarage.com and share your thoughts with us on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. Another Two Guys Garage Podcast, it's a copyright twenty twenty one, Britain Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. I told you I was gonna be fired up. I'm 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 gonna end fired up. <laughs>
2: Man, yeah.
1: I gotta get my dirt bag out and throw some dirt around. I mean, have
2: you gone to the Hammers?
1: Yeah, man. No,
2: you haven't I'm gone so there? far
1: up in the. I'm in Detroit City, so man, that's a long journey. But it's on my bucket list. King of the Hammers and Glamis yeah. should be 100. percent too.
2: You can yeah. you can combine oh, those trips.
1: You can. They're very
2: close together. Yeah.
1: Hey, Amen. Like two I hours after do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, man.
0: I could imagine the sand and dirt yeah. in my butt cracks those two weekends. And we both have extra passenger seats so you guys can ride. Right, right. That'll give you a place to sit when I'm driving. <laughs> oh, shut up. Y'all get out of here. We'll catch you on the next Two
1: Guys Garage podcast. Uh, thank you guys and everybody out there. Take care. We'll see you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast.
0: Two Guys Ride Podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.